coming up on Smash That Glass. We all get together and shake our tits at the moon. He ate shit and he went flying, flailing, hurtling into the audience and landed in like this old couple's lap. It's a horse skull um, where they drape like a big um, cloth over its head. They put ribbons all over it and they put um, Christmas baubles in its eye socket. My pony lies over the ocean. Welcome to Smash That Glass, a celebration of the women that get shit done in music, entertainment, pop culture and throughout history. I'm your host, Candy Machine, and I'm here with Jupiter Storm. Hello! Super Natty Cat. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and acid. Oh! Oi, oi! With some bells on. Yay! How are we all? What have we all been doing? Lots of Christmas shopping. Christmas shopping, my God. Christmas shopping. I, oh, I had a nightmare of Christmas shopping yesterday. I really wanted to buy something for Gadget. Gadget, don't listen to this bit. Close, close your ears. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to get him a uh, a Lego D and D tower where <gasps> you really kind of That's so insane. so it's like a, a guy called uh, Lego Dad on TikTok and he's put together this kind of dungeon tower that you put your dice in and then with and then it's got like a lever that puts your dice into the top of the tower and it goes through so it rolls your dice. He loves Lego, he loves D and D. And I wanted to buy it from this guy, the build of this from this guy. But so it's he, not like it's not like an official Lego build. He, it's not an official build. It's, it's he's created them. So I went on his, his website and uh, it's America and they don't ship to the UK. And I was really gutted, but he's such a lovely man because he's posted the instructions along with the kit list for free. Oh, so you can oh, just download wow. it for free. So if you don't, you, and, and I can understand why he's done that because it took me four hours yesterday to go on a European Lego parts website and type in the serial numbers for each individual <sighs> brick for oh, this God. build. And I it was 96 individual uh, no, individual bricks and then obviously there was multiples of each and you had to pick the right colour some of them didn't come in the right colour so I had to find a close enough colour luckily Gadget is colour blind so he won't notice a dark blue <laughs> <it's supposed> <laughs> <to> black <laughs> amazing but it took me four hours of typing in all of these in- it was like three pages of serial numbers for all these different bricks and it arrives tomorrow and I'm hoping that they have got every single one of them. Get them out to work. <laughs> oh, but do you know what? I, he could see me doing it and he knew I was up to something. So I hope he understands the effort that went through it because my so, God. <laughs> so really the gift to him is your time. The Lego my time, is just four <laughs> hours of my time. Mind you, the Lego wasn't cheap. I, I no. looked at it and thought, oh, like 10 pence for a brick. I need eight of those. I need four of those. Oh, we're like 80s. 13 pence. <laughs> like I need like, you know, three of those and two of those in black and in red. And by the time I got to the end of it, it was over £100 worth of Lego yeah. bricks. It, it was is phenomenally lot. expensive because I wanted to get my mum the um, the Hogwarts. I think it was the Hogwarts one I wanted to get because she she really likes to keep her hands busy. When she's, she says is when she's watching TV, she likes to keep her hands busy so she doesn't eat because otherwise her hands are busy with crisps. <laughs> so we like to do, um, we like to do like a jigsaw puzzle or just build something over Christmas. And I wanted to get her the... Um, the Hogwarts one, I went on, it's like 300 quid. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. phenomenally expensive. But there's one, um, I can't remember the company, but it is a little bit like Lego, although I think the parts are smaller. And it's all like these little um, Japanese streets or sort of Japanese um, restaurants and stuff that you can build, like sushi <gasps> houses. They're what? so cute and they've got I've little lights them. in them and everything. I'm really tempted they with those, them but I don't in, know how good they are. Please show oh, those. That's so cute. They, they yeah. sell, like, knockoffs of exactly what you're talking about in... <laughs> what's it called? Uniqlo? Yeah. In Cardiff? It's like a... Oh. They sell them. They're at the back. And they sell, like, um, like a Japanese restaurant, a Japanese wash house. Oh, that's so cute. That's exactly It's not Lego, it but it looks exactly the same. If I see yeah. one, I'll get one for you. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. Um, I've got a Ray... Um, a jigsaw puzzle of giant cats in cities with neon sunglasses on. <gasps> so that's going to be our job over Christmas. That's adorable. I can't wait to see uh, how far you've got with that when we come round for Friendsmas. 
We had a Stranger Things one last year. I don't think we finished it. Didn't but it Panda? Was... Didn't Panda steal a puzzle piece though? Didn't you say I you think were? That's... Sounds like something. He yeah. Would do. <laughs> I don't think we got as far as like almost completing it. But this was before my mum had watched Stranger Things as well, and so she didn't really know what she was doing. I didn't <laughs> realise she'd never people? seen it. <laughs> and then I think Stranger Things it must have been sort of, it must have been mentioned in the Daily Mail or, or Radio Four or something because she suddenly started watching it and she's like, I can't believe how good it was. And she watched the entire thing in about two weeks, all, oh, all four seasons. Oh, <laughs> she loves it, and she now, now she's sort of saying, Well, how long do we have to wait? I can't wait till another season. It's like, Aww. welcome to everyone else's world. For the last four <laughs> so years. Yeah. Does everybody know what Mary Lloyd is? I, I do. I, I saw it online, but I didn't believe it was a real thing until I consulted an actual Welsh person of Wales. Oh, so me. Enlighten was all of me? us. Enlighten me, Mary Lloyd. Mary Lloyd, so it's spelled M-A-I-L-W-Y-D. And in Welsh, if you don't have a double L, which is a... <laughs> noise then you say it's light so it's mary light so it's a tradition coming from south wales um so as well she's obviously it's first recorded in 1800 so this has been going for a long time so if you if you want to you can have a quick wiki or google now and if you type in mary light so m-a-i-l-w-y-d um so a big picture of a uh, either a cow or a horse skull. It's supposed to be, I think it's a horse skull. Um, Is it M-A-R, yes. did you say? M-A-R-I, sorry, yeah. Oh. So, yes, it's a horse skull um, where they drape, like, a big um, cloth over its head. They put ribbons all over it, and they put um, Christmas baubles in its eye sockets. <laughs> they stick it on a stick, and they go what? around from house to house. And they basically knock on people's doors, sing a song, and basically ask, "Can you let me in so I can drink all your food and uh, eat all your food and drink all your wine?" So I love um, it. It's amazing. So yes, yeah, so it says the Mary Lloyd uh, consists of a horse's skull decorated oh, with ribbons and affixed to a pole. So the back of the skull is attached to a white sheet, which drapes down to conceal both the pole and the individual carrying the device. On occasion, the horse's head is represented not by a skull, but instead made from wood or paper. But I know, so one of my friends, mum and dad, do this every year, and they use a proper skull. It's heavy as fuck. Um, in some instances as well, mm. it says that they use a mechanism so the jaw can actually open and close as they're singing the songs. Um, so, so, yeah. So the dead so, horse sings have... you a song. Yeah, I so you sing the song. So it's uh, it's usually done around about Christmas time. Mm. So this year it's done from Jan uh, December the twenty fifth to January the sixth. But it does differ on which part oh. of Wales you're from. Um, so so yeah, it's this a crazy tradition that us Welshies do. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it says there's a unique example provided by the account from the Gower, which is Swansea way in which the head was kept buried throughout the year and it gets dug up for use during the Christmas season. Um, it begins at dusk and it lasts late <laughs> into the night. And you get absolutely wankered. Yeah. That's got to be... That. So, uh, it must be like a pagan tradition or something, or roots in paganism, surely. It sounds very wicked. man. look now, but... Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, you sing a song. I'll try and, I'll try and say it in my best Welsh. <gasps> So you say, well, Dama Nindwad, Gefelion di Nuad, I oven am Genad, I oven am Genad, I oven am Genad, I Gani. So that means, well, here we come, innocent friends, to ask leave, to ask leave, to ask leave, to sing. Aww. And that's what you sing when you're going around the house. I feel like I just watched you in a nativity play. I felt so proud. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we all just got cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that too, but it's fine. She said it so beautifully. I'll allow it. Oh yes, beautifully. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Oh, and it says here, uh, most recorded sources term this particular custom Mary Lloyd. 
Um, it's considered to be a translation of Blessed Mary and thus a reference to the Virgin Mary, Mother of Jesus, a key religious figure of the Catholic Church. Although translating it slightly differently as Holy Mary, um, they, some of the acquaintances later suggest the use of Mary for Mary was unknown in Wales prior to the Protestant Reformation. Oh. So it is, it's a, it's a, it's a churchy thing. It might be based on a pagan thing, uh, and yeah. they've just sort of co-opted it like they've yeah. co-opted, like bringing a tree into a house and decorating it is the most pagan thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you know? shoving an angel on the top. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's it's just the <laughs> cultural appropriation taken over kind of thing. <laughs> Does anyone have any like Christmas traditions that they always do? Like, is there a particular drink that they always have, or um, is there anything that their family always do? Is there something that isn't Christmas unless you do this. Um, I always used to at Christmas parties because of Mighty Boosh. I used to drink um, Bailey's from a shoe. <laughs> so I did oh, Bailey's out of someone's shoe. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that at my weightlifting parties every year. That's amazing. Yeah. Me and my auntie do. Um, we buy each other a bauble every year, and it sounds like I just I get so Aww. excited. And I got mine the other day, and it's a little bull terrier. So. Yes, it's very cute. That's adorable. A bauble terrier? A bauble terrier. A bauble terrier. It's very beautiful. <laughs> it's really cute. But yeah, that always it always makes my Christmas. So mm. cute. I um I have I wake up Christmas morning and I always make sure I have Prosecco and Cointreau. Ooh. Oh, lovely. No, no. Um uh Cointreau and Bucks Fizz. Yeah. And it yeah. needs to be in a fancy glass. Not a slip knot glass. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be in a cut glass so I get to cradle it. Maybe it's in a coupe or it can be in a flute. Oh. Uh, but I really enjoy having that. Like th- When I first wake up, that's my that's my thing on Christmas. I'm sorted by lunchtime. And I usually do the Christmas dinner. So it's usually just gadget. Because I, I don't know about anyone else. And bear, as my own personal experience, if you find Christmas triggering or you've got family who... Uh, just don't have the same energy as you as Christmas. They're my family are very um, stressed, and and everything's got to be at a certain time, and it's just a stressful day around my family. Um, I leave them to do it themselves, and Gadget and I have like a quiet Christmas between us, and yeah. I really enjoy it. We most of the time we try and sit and watch as much Lord of the Rings extended edition. That's our Christmas tradition. Not we Harry always Potter, do that. <laughs> Not Harry Potter. No. Harry Potter. <laughs> I would love to watch Harry Potter. I just. I don't want to join the crowd, you know. <laughs> but um, Edge Lord, <laughs> haters gone hate. <laughs> but we do. We we watch um, like a Lord of the Rings uh, thing, and I always like watching um, one of the two Ronnies sketches. That's my kind of oh, yeah, yeah. Christmas yeah. thing. I love the two Ronnies. I love the optician sketch. And I might I might kind ever. of watch a couple of like Father Ted's. Mm. Get a few oh, of those in there because I really enjoy Father Ted's. But I also, because I, 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 I'm not Wiccan, but I do practice like witchcraft and things like that. I, I quite enjoy doing that. So the solstice and Yule is a big deal as well for me. So I make sure I make time um, for that. I'll either uh, go for a nice long walk through the woods. Um, I'll maybe do some craft stuff, like build some sort of like altar brooms and, uh, and, and do things. Or I'll just sort of sit in a nice calm room and, and do some craft stuff or do my wrapping paper mm. whilst listening to particular music that I like and really get myself into a particular zone with it and just sort of really f- be present at that time because, uh, I don't know, I, 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 it sounds a little bit corny, but I feel very connected to the seasons and I like to make sure I'm very present when seasons change or mm. when like mm. the, the long night passes. I like to make sure I'm burning something throughout the night um uh, and just sort of being really present with it i don't necessarily think bad spirits are going to come down my chimney which is what <laughs> the yule log is for uh but i do like kind of observing those practices because yeah. it feels quite nice and grounding and um special yeah into a fa- i've had the joy of spending christmas in the states a couple of times i've had several um christmases in la um and they don't do they don't do mince pies and they don't do Christmas crackers in America. Oh, Have you seen that TikTok of the two Americans talking about English Christmas crackers? No. And they pull that they don't share to pull. They <gasps> hold them each. No. And they hold no. one side no. each. And he goes, "This is what you do. You hold one side to one, and you, and then you just pull it, and then you get the prize." And I don't think they understood that it's a shared. 
That it's gets violent as well at our Christmas like table. Mm. Like, mm. it's the crossing hands, isn't it? You cross your hands. <laughs> yeah, pull. Oh, no, I do it with the person over the table. No. Oh, it's over the ah. table. Yeah, over the table. We do a round. We get, yeah, we go round. <laughs> but they don't. They didn't get the uh, the silly hat. Like it must only be England where we sit around and having our Christmas dinners with the paper hats on. They stay on all day as well, don't they? Until you realise again because they're so light, and then you well, like look. Yeah, like, it's like hanging <laughs> off and like broken, and it's just like draped on your head. They never fit my head. They're always too small. Ah. <laughs> And also, because Gadget and I have them, yeah. If Gadget and I have, because we have kitchen, uh, because we have Christmas dinner together, that a pack of crackers you're not going to get yeah. like a set of two. You're going to get like a set of twelve. So we never bother. And um, oh, I need, I need to make sure we bother. Yeah, that's, that's normally my job. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a cooker or anything like that. And my family just know, so they just don't even bother trying to ask. So I either bring like a pudding, or they're like, bring the Christmas crackers, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> how does it? What? What's everyone's rules with the presents? Like, how does everyone like to do it? Is it a case of run downstairs as soon as you're awake, and as soon as everyone else is awake, you just? explode or does everyone get it dished out into piles as they're like because oh, there's politics there, there are politics. politics behind the gifts so people get very upset we had politics like as when we were younger or not like politics but yeah it would just be you had to wait until everyone was up in the morning and dad had to have had his cup of tea first so you'd be like come on drink okay. your tea drink your tea <laughs> <laughs> but other than like now we just just do it whenever i hate i hate it when everyone wants to watch I don't know why, like, don't make me... We do Secret Santa with the adults in the family because we've got lots of babies. And this year we've got three triplets. So that's so crazy. So, yeah, we do Secret Santa with the adults. But, yeah, someone always tries to be like, oh, should we do it one by one? And I'm already like, no, don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I get really uncomfortable with the gift opening. I hate the idea of everyone kind of just diving in and tearing everything apart. (laughs) Mainly because it takes so long to buy all the presents and wrap them and plan them and, 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 all of that effort if it's over and done within a few minutes it's a real like anti and it kind of puts me in a bad mood um, afterwards i don't know about anyone else but after all the gifts and stuff have always been open within a case of like a couple of minutes and it's all you just see everyone with their big pile of stuff and you're thinking god all that effort and it's now just this sort of static pile of things great i think it's different when you've got kids Mm. and they're enjoying their toys and they're playing but Adults don't sit there and enjoy the presents that they've just opened. They don't sit there and they kind of read the box a little bit, but they don't sit there and like start reading the book that you spent ages trying to locate. Oh no, you got to <laughs> pretend to read. You got to have a flick through. Yeah. And be like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Oh, it's really this. interesting. Thanks for this book on casseroles, Mum. <laughs> As a kid, I was uh, quite difficult to buy for. I was one of those kids that never really had a particular like in anything I kind of just dabbled in everything so I was very difficult to buy for I wasn't a big reader either so you couldn't really buy me books um and I wasn't into dolls either so Mm. it was quite hard and so I often had to sort of feign my excitement a little bit when I'd open a present and I wouldn't understand why it was given to me because it made no sense and I think the person getting it for me just went I have so if it was like a pink Barbie doll or something with all the like trimmings and things I'd be like Yay! Always, I've always wanted this. Always, I've always wanted. Thank you so much. I, I can't wait to play with her, and she'd stay in the box. <gasps> that <it> <laughs> so just wasn't interested. Um, yeah, and so I think then I'd get I don't know because I had to fake that reaction. Then I'd always get like really social, a lot of social anxiety to perform mm-hmm. when I open Aww. a gift, and I think that's just carried into my adulthood now. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. Do you get a bit of social anxiety thinking, oh, I need to make sure I. I think a lot of people get it. They want to make sure that they come across very grateful and that they yeah. like it, but it's sometimes hard to mask disappointment or just confusion. Sometimes you open a gift like and you go, I feel like I'm quite easy to huh? buy for, though. So I feel like there's not often I've been like, oh, my God, I hate it. Like, I, I just think- don't... <laughs> I normally think, like, they thought... You can see where the thoughts come from, yeah. you know? Like, and I always just think that's, like, really cute, so... I'm normally quite easy. Yeah. But it's even pants, isn't it? Not even the sexy ones. Yeah. It's pants. Oh, yeah, I love getting. Oh, I love. I get excited for socks skanky. now. Oh, I love a sock. Christmas yeah, a sock, sock is a brilliant gift. I don't wear socks <gasps> ever. <gasps> what? Ever? 
I'll prove it. Look at this. Your slippers. Oh no, stink. not for free. Boot. This is a boot. So you just you just go you you this go raw foot. you go raw into that. Well, YouTube Are you just roaring got lit. that shoe. Joe, did you see that though? Uh, Barefoot in a boot. Your shoes not smell. Oh no, they're terrible. They smell really bad. Do you suffer with an athlete's foot a lot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I can I can understand why. I Get yourself some cotton socks. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. So I've had this conversation with a couple of people in the Discord, and um, it's because I can't stand the seam of the sock on my feet. Oh, I've heard people so, like, seamless. I'm, even, then. I'm wearing these are the best things ever. I'm wearing footless tights. Put them away. So <laughs> I can smell your feet from here. I can smell them. They they got like a mum's home from work smell. <laughs> you know, I don't even Ugh. wear. I don't even wear socks in my weightlifting shoes. And I have the same weightlifters because they cost so much money. Um, so I bought a really nice pair of weightlifters, weightlifting shoes. And, uh, and they must have been about 140 quid when I got them. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I never wear socks with them. And it got to the point where I couldn't actually keep them in the cupboard upstairs. They have to go in the cupboard downstairs because you can smell them in the bedroom. I don't so, understand that yeah. you don't have that like draw of just pure heaven from like all the socks and Primark, like Baby Yoda, all the way through to like <laughs> Slipknot. Like it's the best feeling. Or the pure joy when you when you've got out the bath and your sock, you've got brand new socks and they've been on the radiator and you just put them on your feet and they're all toasty. No. Or having a pair of slipper socks inside bigger slippers yeah. that I'm yeah. living in at the moment. Fluffy so I, I live. I, I've got big, thick slipper socks that I wear inside mm. other slippers, and it's just double toasted. Nat, you do you not, not like cold? Like breaking in shoes? Like, does that not kill? I just get, I just get blisters, and then the blisters turn into hard skin, and then I just shave it off. <laughs> I love your so <laughs> So what's what's more? I'm, I'm absolutely baffled. What is more uncomfortable? The athlete's foot, the hard skin, the blisters, or feeling a little bit of a seam in your sock, your clean I can't sock? Stand it. I haven't done it since I was about twelve. I must like, like choosing my own clothes to go to school. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do without this now. Take wow. this or leave it. it. It's none of my business, okay? If you want to walk around like that, it is none of my <laughs> business. Jupiter's judging if, hard, just so. And, I'm really judging hard, like <laughs> genuinely looking at you differently now. Um, <laughs> You're off the Christmas card list. <laughs> I'm just, I, I just imagine your your house smells like feet. That's what I imagine. Oh, <laughs> like, does no, it not smell like feet? Nice. <laughs> no. Well, because you're used to the smell. If I walked in your house, oh. does it smell like feet? No, it smells. It smells lovely. It smells more like um, I don't know. I reckon it smells like, like new house quite... scented candle and more yes, wine. That's exactly it. Yeah. So I don't know feet. if anyone's my, ever said my shoe this to you. Like I don't know if anyone's ever. And you may just need to hear it. But sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do. I don't like wearing a bra, <laughs> but over COVID, I stopped wearing one because. Mm. Uh, readers listeners i am a 40 h that's right h for hotel they are enormous H for, holy they, shit those are big boobs yeah <laughs> they are absolutely enormous i am very uncomfortable they are very heavy and over lockdown i decided i don't have to wear a bra anymore this is great Aww. so i just lived in t-shirt bras or nothing at all and my tits have sagged considerably in the past two years so much so that earlier when i was getting dressed I saw uh, Gadget walk past when I was getting dressed and he looked down. I thought he was looking at my doodah because I was naked and he wasn't. He was looking at my tits. Um... (laughs) 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 And I went, uh, I'm up here. And it was a really long way from me pointing to my tits to pointing to my face. (laughs) There was a pause between uh, I'm... (laughs) Up here, <laughs> lives, lives with you. I'm. <laughs> there are times where uh, he's working, and I sneak up behind him, pick up my tit, and just slap him on the shoulder with it, and it really hurts him. It hurts me, but it's worth it. The point is, I don't like wearing a bra, but I wish someone said to me, "Tough, <laughs> it, you need to, you got to, otherwise, you're gonna be wearing your tits for slippers." You know, <laughs> there's gonna be a point where <laughs> you have to play kicky ups with your tits as you run up the stairs. It's uncomfortable but i wear them and now my vag is starting a bag i'm having to wear my knickers too so um so wear socks otherwise your toes will sag yeah you don't want the saggy toes mate 
I don't want saggy oh, toes. I'm just going to end up with really bad athlete's foot with my tits and my vag sitting on my feet. They're going to be constantly moist. Oh, she said moist. <laughs> oh, all of them, just one after the other. <laughs> Has anyone done any Christmas work parties? I have two coming up. Oh, two so coming up. Yeah, I got one on Friday, and then I've got one next Thursday. Oh, and then I've got uh, another one uh, the week after that as well. Three. So I've got one for, I've got one for work. <laughs> Social butterfly. I've got, yeah. I've got one. I, oh, this was not me two years ago. I've really made myself make some friends and <laughs> be social because COVID caused me to be a hermit. So I've got one for work. I've got one for my volunteer job. I, I volunteer at an observatory in... Northumberland um mm-hmm. it's called Kilda Observatory so I volunteer there so we've got that Christmas party and then I've got my coven um kind of Yule party Ooh. on um the solstice so we all get together and shake our tits at the moon hey that and she's nice. amazing you're all really into that <laughs> shall we all just do it now <laughs> she'll just go shake your tits at the moon oh look at them going gosh they're really good aren't they <laughs> We should probably talk about that horrific one that that Acid Pearl and I went to. We probably so should. <laughs> we um, noticed that they were showing Christmas Carol on ice at the ice rink where we go and see the ice hockey. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that would be like. Maybe that would be nice to go to. <laughs> Underneath the poster I see performed by amateur skaters. I'm like, we definitely need to go to that because there's going to be, it's going to be shite. There's going to be people all over the show. It's like, we got tickets. It was our Christmas silver lining do. Our first got... one, officially. Because yep. normally, it just never happens. Tickets for all four of us in the shop. Plus our Pierce's husband. We were all ready to go. And one by one, <laughs> we started dropping like flies. So it got to the point where it was just Asa Pearl and I. Party for two at the ice ring. <laughs> <laughs> and... It Isn't it was... usually how it ends up, though? The pair yeah. of you, like, just sort of holding down the fort at the end of the night. We were like, we don't have to go, but come on, it's our first, we're, we're doing this. It, it's a Christmas party. <laughs> we're going to be a professional hilarious. place for the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> but my God, I did not anticipate just how bad this show was going to be. It was dreadful. There were skaters <laughs> all over the place. And there was like there was a dance troupe of maybe six or eight of them were, that were actually professional, professional skaters. They were good. Then the rest were just the people just teetering, kind of like they had the stiff <laughs> legs and the, the arms out, the people flying all over the place. They but were the ghosts. Hi- yeah. Well, the highlight of it for me was actually one of the professional skaters. And he just, he came in a bit hot, didn't he? He was going in a bit fast. He was a bit too enthusiastic. <laughs> And he ate shit and he went flying, <gasps> flailing, hurtling mm. into the audience and landed in like this old couple's lap. He wouldn't look at anyone after that, would he? He'd, he'd like been put off his game massively. Oh they even like, God. they wheeled out pretty much like a pull down screen and there was like a PowerPoint presentation going on in the back with like lyrics so you could sing along and oh and just it was really bad. random songs as well wasn't it yeah it was it was bad but it was funny I, I have a good one if you guys are interested um Always. she won't listen to this so on she doesn't even know I'm doing this so she'll never listen my mother was in a panto <laughs> a community panto the Amdrams. An oh, independent it. community panto, panto. So all the people who aren't part of established panto groups oh. have got an independent group. And I um, watched it uh, about, about a week or so ago. Um, and I, 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 she bought me tickets, so I didn't get much of a choice. And so I want to be supportive and I want to go there and, and support Gadget. Apparently um, had COVID for the day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope he's feeling I think up. his words were, please don't make me go. <laughs> please don't make me go. So he got away with it. Ugh, but it it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Okay, so I'm going to premise this with, I fully support and do not mean to make fun of people who give up their spare time to spread a bit of Christmas joy <laughs> at the end of the year with a panto. We all remember pantos as kids. We all remember our first panto. Mine was a Alice in Wonderland panto in January 
or no it wasn't it was my birthday when I was like six so we all remember our first panto experience so I appreciate that it's a it's it's a British it's a British culture it's a British tradition um yes however I think there is a moral duty if you're going to put on a play for people to sit and watch and they can't leave you need to rehearse it (laughs) period (laughs) This was not rehearsed. I believe my mother said that they got one, maybe two rehearsals, but that did include all the people behind the stage. At one point, someone was sort of sweeping the edge of the stage with a broom to get all the confetti off whilst the scene was still going. Um, <laughs> Hurry up, Jim. We're doing a scene, there was mate. Props fall- there was props falling over. There was people forgetting their lines. There was people forgetting to come on. And a lot of people kind of just wide-eyed and sort of st- and people these like people faulty towers it was it was like as if david Tennant, well, not david Tennant. <laughs> it was like the the uk office put on a christmas party it was like employees at hmrc <gasps> put on a christmas party oh! you know it was giving me that vibe and oh. and you know they they they, they <laughs> They were also all talking to each other, not talking to this audience. Not projecting. They, have, they weren't oh. projecting. They didn't have microphones, so some of it you couldn't hear. Um, and the whole thing, my mother had one line in the last scene, and that was it. She oh. was mostly, she said, every time you see the curtain twitch, that's me. Every time you see some <laughs> props come on, that's me. And I'm like, okay. So I was sat there watching it for that. There was one bit where they made us sing um, a really long rendition of... Uh, a hymn uh, or is it the one that goes my body lies over the ocean oh yeah my body lies over the sea that one my bunny not my bunny i thought it's bunny as well it's it's bunny it's bunny is it not my body lies over the ocean they said body (laughs) (laughs) my body is dead in the ocean (laughs) my body (laughs) is sunk down the sea lies at the bottom of the sea I'd rather be there than here. <laughs> oh, bring back my um, body to me. Oh, bring back, <laughs> bring back my spare time to me. <laughs> but I think probably the funniest story is that my they needed. It was obviously all very. I'm very happy for her. It's keeping her busy. It's a good little community oh, project, and AF. I fully, I fully support. <laughs> I fully support. But there was also try not to make it seem on my face but behind my face I was like oh my god this is this is funny I <laughs> hope when she came way. out and did her one line you stood up and clapped well <laughs> because because she got something wrong the guy on oh. stage uh, she forgot to put the chair out and the guy made a joke about the chair not being there and then she quickly put the chair out <laughs> which was quite funny but because it wasn't scripted he decided to pull her out and make her sit and do the thing with everyone else and my mum's painfully shy painfully Aww. shy um and uh <laughs> i did say afterwards i was like now you've come out of your shell maybe you can use it to stuff your bra with mum. <laughs> 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 um but <laughs> she's painfully shy she was uh, he, she she got dragged out on the stage and that was really funny um and he encouraged us all to boo her so i made sure i got up and i booed as loudly as i could <laughs> i really enjoyed that and i encouraged my uh, seven-year-old niece to do the same <laughs> But the Boom, funny um... story, and I will very, very quick with this funny story, is that they needed props and they obviously had a very fixed budget. So my mum had said, oh, well, I've got a Christmas tree you can use. It's a plastic Christmas tree. We'll use that at the background. Okay, great. And so she donates her Christmas tree and then she just brings her, all of her Christmas ornaments with her. Now, how many people have sentimental Christmas ornaments? Hmm. Ones that you wouldn't want to lose, or ones that you've had since you were a baby yeah, or a kid. Yeah, I got a couple. Yeah, got a couple. yeah. so nice you wouldn't up. let a, a stranger's group of like a like a, a dance group of eight year olds loose on your Christmas baubles, would you? Absolutely not. No, 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 to decorate the tree. Well, this tree was being yanked in and out for about five different shows over the course of a week, full of all these Christmas baubles. And at the end, when they were packing them all away, they asked her, "What do you want to do with this?" And my mum ever the person looking for the easiest thing to do uh, said oh just keep them for next year it's fine just put them in the back in the storage for next year I don't care (gasps) until one of them said I think you might want this and handed her my older sister's my baby's first Christmas bauble (laughs) and it's glass and it's really delicate and my sister is going to be 40 um, 
next year or the year after so it's 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 like a, yeah and it's and it's a big bauble as well it's a, it's, it's it's a big one so uh, that's been yanked back and forth for five different shows and my mum was none the wiser <laughs> she's like nah it's not important mate it's right. right if that is smashed <laughs> in the cupboard that tree had fallen over at one point and all the baubles had gone everywhere and incredibly it didn't break. She wouldn't have noticed. It's, it's, it's made from like <laughs> 80s glass, you know, right. so it's not going to break. <laughs> but, oh, so um, she hasn't told my sister that she was that careless with her Christmas bauble. I've suggested that she gift the bauble to my sister now and let her take care That's of a good it idea. and never tell her yes. but I fully intend <laughs> next time I see my sister and she's in a good mood oh I'm telling her I can't wait to tell her Jupiter's ready to ruin Christmas <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell her once she's got it once she's got it on her own tree and it's safe and sound I'll tell her the story did you know <laughs> <laughs> that thing's been swinging around half a month <laughs> <laughs> used to play catch football yeah, gosh, on the edge like local dance group we're using it for warm-ups like a yoga ball <laughs> i've had a pregnant lady squatting on it as she was giving birth <laughs> panting through her contractions she was bouncing up and down on it <laughs> have you ever been in a nativity i like that anyway. yeah child. yeah as a child what, what, what yeah. did you play in the nativity i'm trying to I... I played a Roman soldier, but my skirt fell down halfway through because <laughs> it was quite heavy. We, we were given these sort of flappy leather kind of Roman skirt things and mm. I didn't tie them on on was tight enough. Was there Roman soldiers got up to say my in line, the nativity, though? Romans? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, there's Romans about. <laughs> I don't remember the soldiers in the nativity. Well, yeah, who do you think were like... <laughs> This is the Spartan version. <laughs> who do you think told yeah. them to go back? Who do you think told them to go back to their birthplace? <laughs> the people. Why up. do you think Mary was on the donkey in the first place? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, instead the of them Bethlehem, saying we had no room it? at the end, they just spat and uh, kicked them out of the room. <laughs> this is Spartan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is Bethlehem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor baby Jesus. What were you oh. in your nativity, Candy? I was the innkeeper's wife. Oh. oh, and I had to sing by myself. <gasps> I had to sing. Oh. Go away, what did she have to say? Away, <laughs> come again another day. <laughs> and do that. That's my life my motto now. <laughs> so not that. <laughs> not that. No, I didn't know what that was back in the day. I was. I was oh a my shepherd. God, adorable. With a proper tea uh. towel. Tea towel shepherd. I had a big part and I was really excited and then I got conjunctivitis so my understudy, <laughs> Lauren, had to take in and apparently she was sitting there like shaking and she's like, I'm going to kill her. <laughs> why does it, why did conjunctivitis stop you? I don't know. I guess I was ill. My mum was like, you can't go to school. I get, is it like, I think it's like spreadable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you get sent home if you've got conjunctivitis. Yeah, so I didn't get to do my big bit, and that's why I never made it as an actress. <laughs> I got conjunctivitis on holiday once and thought I was blind. It is, it is minging, isn't it? I was on holiday in Corfu, and I woke up with conjunctivitis, and I screamed thinking I was blind. It's oh. horrible. It sticks your eyes together, and then you get yeah. eye cheese. Yeah, eye bogeys. Yeah. What? I, also, I remember I was um, the elder brother in... Um, Joseph and the Tiger. I knew you were gonna coat. say that's the best. I was a, I was a, the lesser known sister in Joseph. <laughs> the sister, Which I was Reuben. Reuben, that's like the main word. Oh. And my line was fist in the air, like pumping up full eighties style. And my line was Reuben. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. And then everyone was saying. Reuben was the eldest of the children of Israel with Izzy and next in line. Natalie and Issachar and Asher and Dan. Turtle to nine. Jacob! Jacob and sons. I have no idea what's going on. Have you never... Joseph and the Technical... It's like rite of passage as a child, right? No. I still remember marching into the assembly to sit down and watch it. So good. Uh, yeah, everyone trundles onto the ah. stage. Why are kids always so heavy footed on those <laughs> fucking stages as well? Like they'll <laughs> to the other side. I bet as a parent, like it must be so funny to get to watch nativities and stuff now. It just must I'm be go- hilarious. I'm gonna go watch my nieces oh. on the 18th. My niece, she goes to a drama club and they're putting on Scrooge. Oh, because they they can't do like a. Uh, a, a religious Christmas mm. one because it's just a bit more inclusive so they're doing Scrooge instead um, 
and I can't wait because oh, she's a be big cute. personality and I can't wait. I love it when it, one of the kids faints. Do you know what? That one's lit. I went to a sports day for the first time this year and there's just kids stacking it left, right and centre. It's amazing. I, I recommend it. Borrow someone's child and go, get on that field. It's amazing. You could take bets about which kid is going to I was just about to say. Yeah. As yeah. soon as that you get on, you know, yeah, you know, you know which one five, qu- five quid on the kid in the bun <laughs> with the white face. <laughs> Nothing's better than seeing a kid that you know went just before the whistle, but no one wants to say anything. Stuck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they you deserve that, you Karma shit. is swift. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like the junior school like sports days though, because when you get to senior school, it gets a bit serious, doesn't it? Like the 15, 1500 meters and the hurdles. But mm, back in the day when it's junior school, you got the sack race, you got the egg and spoon race. Yeah. Oh Bean my god. Bag throwing hurdles. Yeah. Did anyone ever compete for their school or their county or anything? I can. Uh, yeah, no. I played hockey for the county. Did you? Yeah. Didn't enjoy what it. What position did you play? Centre forwards. Oh. Yeah, sure. it was Ironically, how you identify as well. Centre forward. <laughs> That's going to take a minute for me to pull over. <laughs> I, I kind of lied my way and got bit in the ass for it. But I met a boy, so it was okay. <laughs> I I was I was in... I'm not very sporty and I wasn't a runner. I was quite good at netball because oh. all the other girls were just too polite and I was just getting stuck in there. I was good at tennis because I hit the ball hard. I was just... Surrounded by a lot of delicate women. <laughs> I imagine you like. Do you remember the what is the the character in Robin Hood? It's like a chicken. Is is she like? She's playing like rugby or something like. Sandra I know exactly Blue. who like the print the the print the, the cartoon. Um, yeah. Robin Hood and the princess is like. Um, she's like the matron not, or something. Yeah, I think she's actually just matron. Maybe. Yeah, I I love her. I think she's brilliant. <laughs> That's how I picture you playing netball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have always had the body of a 40-year-old woman, so um, that totally makes sense. <laughs> I was born to breed and eat potatoes. That was pretty much what, what like, my ancestries brought me up for. I wasn't very good, but um, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't very sporty. And we did javelin, and I was the furthest in the class with the javelin. I was like, oh, I might be good at this. So the next couple of tries I had, I kind of just kicked the javelin a little bit as I went to go pick it up and then measured from there. And my teacher was like... You've done consistently the best in the year, and I went, did I? And it was the same with shot put. I did the same. I did the same trick with shot put, and she said, "Oh, I, I've got a position for you. I need you to uh, play for uh, the school just up the road um, in two weekends' time. Uh, can you just throw javelin and uh, shot put for for the school because we're desperate for a girl to come forward and do it?" And I went, "Yeah, sure." Like feeling like really good about it, not really thinking ahead of. I can't pull this trick there. <laughs> They're gonna find out. And so I went and I sucked. <laughs> and everyone threw the shot put, and mine was significantly not as far as everyone else's. <laughs> like it was rubbish. My technique was rubbish. And I just told everyone that I had started my period and I just wasn't feeling very good that day. <laughs> Quick thinking. But I ended up, and I, it was the same with the javelin. In fact, I didn't even throw the javelin straight. I think I threw it like an illegal throw or something. So I just was really embarrassed and just sort of sat, at, sat out the next phase as I was clearly last. We met a boy though, so it made it all worth it. <laughs> I always used to have this just unimaginable an unimaginable fear of the javelin and i think it's because i watched an episode of that old 999 lifesavers <laughs> and some boy had like slipped <laughs> and it, the javelin gone straight through his neck and that's all i could i, I couldn't get past that that's all that i imagined program used to scare the shit out of me when i was oh, a kid oh it's banging though friday Every evenings Sunday. 999 life ah. yeah 999 and what was that ghost show with michael burke as well strange but true or something <laughs> That was fucking. I was gonna say most haunted. But yeah. No, this was before most haunted. I think it's called oh, Strange but True. It's Mary loves banging. Dick. Mary loves Dick. Mary, Mary loves, loves Dick. Dick. <laughs> Mary loves Dick. Not because basically I know I the name Robert walks around, and I know Mary does, but Mary there's this decent, calm, spiritual activity there with. Uh... You alright? What is it, Derek? You alright? Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. 
selling for you so as always smash that glasses and modern escapism network production we currently have a lineup of four regular podcasts which includes our main show modern escapism a live D playthrough jupiter's still dying <laughs> i'm just fanning my eyeball a little bit i'm sorry it's just mary loves deck. <laughs> we got a live playthrough podcast do dragon's dream with scorched sheep and deep dive lounge if you head over to modernescapism.co.uk you'll find all our social links and contact details and our discourse for seven pound fifty a month plus vat you'll find all four of our podcasts plus any specials ad free a few days early in our case completely uncensored as part of the biggie bundle on patreon so that's at least 11 podcasts per month and if you're a new listener i do urge you to check out our sister podcast on spotify Apple Podcasts and wherever you normally listen to your podcast, basically. So this week, Jupiter Storm has got a veritable feast of women of note from history. And I'm dying to know who you brought. Well, it's a two-course meal. So <laughs> there's no dessert. No amuse-bouche. Um, I'm the amuse-bouche. <laughs> I'll amuse douche. your bouche. <laughs> Mary loves deck. <laughs> Mary's got into you, she's possessed you now. (laughs) It wasn't a lie. (laughs) I went to see Derek Akora live with my mother. Um, and he bombed really hard because he's obviously a fraud. (laughs) (laughs) It was in Western, yeah, he died, yeah. Yeah. I I, I think Mary's having a word with him now. Yeah. Has anyone ever channeled Derek Akora in one of these ghost hunting things? Well, I hope so. Oh, could you imagine it? Oh, it's how the turntables. How <laughs> the turntables turn to turn the table. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be hilarious. Okay, so I wanted to talk about, well, something that women often get asked about is uh, body count. What's your body count, ladies? Oh, I don't know. I think it's mm. 10. <laughs> so when I'm talking body count, so we talk a lot about women of note who have, you know, smashed through uh, a male-dominated <laughs> field and they've managed to uh, really make a name for themselves and uh, really become quite, um, uh, what's the word, uh, quite uh, notorious in, in that field and what they've done. So I wanted to talk about serial killers. <laughs> Oh, not that kind of body count. Okay. Oh, yeah. In that case, well, mine's that's... way higher. So I flipped the script. <laughs> you like what I did there? <laughs> you like what I did there? The script to flipped. Uh, so one person I want to talk about. Now, you may have already heard of her. I think there's a lot of like documentaries out there of her. She's quite notorious. But people often don't know all the information. They just know the blood countess. Elizabeth Bathroy. Mm, Has nice. anyone heard of her before? Yes. <laughs> yes. Natty? No. No? So this is exciting. So uh, body count, 650 plus women over the course of 20 years. She is by far the earliest serial killer in recorded history and uh, probably the most prolific as well. So she was born in 1560. So if you imagine what was going on around about that time, that's kind of the Tudor era for us. So that's where she was. And she was born in the Kingdom of Hungary. And she was born into probably the most prominent family in Central Europe. So she was born into a very powerful family. Um, and uh, she was uh, a, 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 yeah, a countess. She's called the Blood Countess. Mm-hmm. Um, So her parents were actually first cousins and historians believe that this may have contributed to what effectively has been called her bloodlust. The woman was absolutely um, unhinged (laughs) and focused on the most graphic and, uh, yeah, just 
she was she was a, a serial killer. I don't know how else to put it, really. She she had a real bloodlust about her. And um, they think that that's probably what uh, contributed to that and also contributed to what was very violent, frequent seizures that she would have as well. So perhaps the, the close relation of her parents could have um, contributed to that. Um, back in those days, the way they used to treat seizures were to get you to drink the blood of someone who didn't have ep- epilepsy. Hmm. So that's how they treated it. And so Science. that coupled with a, a sort of a real uh, predisposition for violence, um, also contributed to what effectively was her bloodlust and gave her the ideas for all the torture she then later went on to commit to all the women in um, the, 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 the town and in the area. Um, so her main focus was on young peasant women, girls in particular, because they were easily explained away, you know, they 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 no one noticed when they went missing uh they were poor women so um she can get away with it essentially now things that she used to do were things like she would chain their wrists um until their wrists were black and blue she would put needles under their fingernails yeah and she also would force them to cook and eat parts of their own flesh Oh, that's horrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we know all of this because she kept a journal oh, of it all. Bitch. And uh, has great detail in what it is. She also liked to uh, bathe in the blood of the victims because she thought it would give her a youthful glow. Mm. So oftentimes these women would come into service. They would uh, be lured in by... Um, promise of work in the kitchens or in the in the rooms or wherever and eventually she would take them and torture them to death slowly drain them of blood um, and have her baths with them eventually they would starve or die of infection or just general pain she was absolutely horrific now after a while this was over the course of 20 years so after a while word got around that um you know this village it was it was a lot of suspicion you know there was not a lot of young women in this village eventually and uh suspicion was raised and the right people were notified and she was found guilty of her crimes and instead of being killed or anything like that because she was a countess because she had that royal stature they decided to uh, give her a dignified death by putting her in a room very luxurious room with all her items and um and a certain amount of food and then bricked it in and left oh, her in there. So wow. there is still a room somewhere with her bricked up in there. Um, I didn't who know knows? that. She might be, uh, she, she might still be in there. <laughs> well, she is the inspiration of a lot of um, sort of vampire type fiction. Mm-hmm. And well, if you think of like the, evil queens and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and certainly like the bathing in blood and everything is an image seen quite often in, in various like horror movies. and. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. even in things like, if you think of Snow White, for example, mm-hmm. the evil queen in Snow White, it's about consuming the younger to be, to look younger. It's a, I, I think it's a derived, uh, I think it's all derived from like a succubus. Yeah. The folklore of a succubus. I think that's probably where it comes from. Um, but yeah. So yeah, she smashed that glass. She, she, she found a name for herself <laughs> in the in a, in a male dominated field. I, I mean, it's quite an interesting, interesting take, but yes, it works. <laughs> I also have on the theme of violence, Princess Olga. Oh, I don't know this one. So Princess Olga is the princess and the patron saint of fuck around and find out. <laughs> I love her already. (laughs) So she was married happily and her husband gave her a son and shortly after died. And uh, so she ended up inheriting um, power from him. Uh, So people didn't like that a woman had inherited power. So they stopped paying their taxes. And when they stopped paying their taxes, they decided to send uh, a boat of men over to try and overthrow her, take power and give it back to the men that wanted it, uh, the ones who weren't paying their taxes. And so what Princess Olga did is when those men arrived, she had them buried alive. Nice. And then because men are stupid, (laughs) sometimes, (laughs) not all men. (laughs) (laughs) they decided oh well let's try that again and they sent a second load of men to her to try and reason with this woman and uh, 
when they arrived she said oh god you guys stink go take a bath and then whilst they were having a bath she set the bathhouse on fire <gasps> and they all burned so at this point they decided to stop sending the men to go and speak to this woman and uh, after uh, a few thousand people had been killed they eventually asked her to come and see her and she went fine i'll come to you so she goes to them and while she's there and after again few thousand people had been killed she said that all the birds around this town reminded her of her and her husband and that should they get some that should each household send her a bird uh she would forget the debt of the unpaid taxes and cease all the violence and the vendetta and because these people were desperate because they again fuck around and find out they said yeah absolutely and she went home and found all these birds waiting for her and then tied a piece of string around every bird's foot put in some hot sulfur and sent them back to fly back home and they burned the place down oh my god (laughs) holy shit wow i mean apart from anything that's really inventive I think she's clever. <laughs> Don't pay your taxes. Fuck around and find out. Absolutely. Well, you wouldn't get HMRC sending you sulfur, would you? But it feels like I mean, it who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really does. Every time I open those letters, oh, <laughs> yeah, Mary Chrysler. I think uh, Mary Christmas. Mary Christmas. Mary Chrysler. I think we should just do my favourite vines as a video. Yes. <laughs> That's the way it's going. But um, I absolutely love that story of her. I think she's fantastic. I just love the inventiveness. You don't have to be physically stronger or have a huge army to... Um, Conquer. Conquer. I want to know really. how she buried all the, those guys alive. Like, single-handedly? Oh, no. She She's a princess and she's inherited power. So, oh, you know, okay. she's... Uh, She's, she's got her own armies um, and obviously they were probably enjoying the idea of someone being smart on the throne to figure all this out. So, um, yeah, I thought that was also a really cool story about Princess Olga, um, which I love that too. So there's uh, two uh, your two stories. I've got some more that I will do some more research on in the next episode. Uh, we'll have them as the women of note. Amazing. Uh, but I have, Amazing. I have a Chinese uh, pirate queen. Yes. That we can talk about. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, I've got a couple of others I've got in mind as well. So we'll do those too. Amazing. Cool. Good stories. Right then, that brings us on to feedback. And what do we have? So we've had a cheese bite update from Zenos. Oh. Oh. Um, so he put catching up on episode two the Burger King nacho cheese things might be the liquidy cheese snack you're looking for, but they do have jalapeno bits in. He said they're still liquid, even if even if McDonald's have changed theirs. So apparently, you. if you I... get yourself over to Burger King, uh, you can mm-hmm. get your nacho cheese, liquidy cheese things. The amount of engagement that has had <laughs> people saying, "I prefer the Burger King," "No, I like the McDonald's," or "I've tried the McDonald's." I think towards the end they fixed it. The it felt I think. They're all they're off the menu now, but they fixed it towards the end. They and, did it uh, just for you. They heard they this did it, and they, they were like, "Oh this. my god, our biggest consumer." I, I think they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> there are two companies I keep afloat: the company that make my screen protectors and McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, do you know what the, the whole Quality Street thing didn't go down well with a lot of people? Like, mm. I may have been wrong on this one. A lot of people were upset about me not liking Quality Street. And, and considering what I said, I'm surprised you're the one that people didn't <laughs> People just get very into their food. Oh, also, when we talked about things we don't get, things like adults and Harry Potter or Disney or all that lot, I, I do remember uh, Stig saying that it was a, a triple gut punch for him. So we apologise. We went for every we single thing that he loves. We just didn't say wrestling. <laughs> no, we didn't. No. We didn't. Wrestling's we'll, not we'll, very we'll good now that. they let women in. <laughs> we also had a little bit of feedback from Go Lightly. Um, who says, I'll try and give some more detailed input at some point, but here's the first two things that spring to mind when I think about women who get shit done. Starting off with film, Ripley, need I say more, an absolute kick-ass. Mm-hmm. TV, yeah. I have to go with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 
Two reasons. Mm-hmm. Firstly, she can slay vampires. And secondly, as a 12-year-old, I had a massive crush on her. <laughs> you never forget that first crush, do you? Ha, 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 ha. Women of history. First that springs to mind is Katherine Johnson. To quote Google, Katherine Johnson was an American mathematician whose calculations of orbital mechanics as a NASA employee were critical to the success of the first and subsequent US crewed space flights. But she was Hidden so figures. much more than that, um, than that summary. Having to deal with racial and gender discrimination in the 50s, when he just learned about Catherine after watching a film on Disney Plus, speaking of Disney, mm-hmm. uh, about her and the others she worked with at NASA. And although it's a film based on a... Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. That I think that's the film. There's I've not heard of that. The, it's actually, it's a book as well. It's, um, yeah, called H- Hidden Figures. It's about, uh, I think it's three women of colour who were basically the... Um, they would do the physical maths at NASA they would sit there with a pen and pencil and work it out and they would double check the computers computing oh, it's incredible shit. and they um wow. i think one of them worked at nasa and helped with the moon landing and everything it's yeah, a great check, movie check out yeah. hidden, but it, hidden figures it's a great movie but like the help it suffers from like white savior complex a little bit the perspective of the film there is an element of that from it so it's a, it's a great film if you want to learn about it but there is uh, a few facts kind of skewed to make the white people in the situation appear less dicks right but uh yeah there's there's a scene where kevin costner's beating down the uh the the no black sign for the toilets uh for the women's toilets and she's be- he's beating it down it's very kind of white savior kind of vibe to it mm. um but yeah, that's right, because that was yeah. one of the points, wasn't it? She was there in the control room with everyone else, and yet to go to the bathroom, she had to walk a mile away to use the colour people's mm-hmm. that's bathroom. That's crazy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's a bit where it's all kind of fixed because a white man beats the sign down, and suddenly mm-hmm. that's all she needed. That's all that she needed to, to be able to do. It, 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 it's not that simple, is it? And mm, uh, no. sometimes it can be a little bit overly um, simplified in these movies. So, yeah, just uh, keep keep that in mind when you're watching it because um, mm-hmm. you can easily get suckered into the, the point of view they want to push in the movie really um, he just goes on to say uh, although it's a film based on a true story in America I still feel it should be something everyone should watch that's me for now, cheers nice, thank you yeah, that's a good one. we do have a Just Ask Her as well oh yeah Ooh. so let's have a look so Just Ask Her so the name is Anonymous Coward Oh. Um, so Anonymous Coward, we'll call them AC, that's much better. So (laughs) AC says, ladies, I have a problem I'd like your opinion on. I'm rather Ruben-esque. Ruben-esque. I'm I'm a rather... It's a style of it's a style of uh, Renaissance paintings uh, done by uh, an artist called, well, probably something Ruben. Um, uh, But he painted women as a more shapely so slightly more, yeah fuller figured so bigger ah. bigger tummies and slightly saggy oh, breasts okay. um but it's it's a more sort of it celebrates the more realistic female figure um so rubenesque is a it's a polite way of saying um curvy hmm. okay well this person says ac says i have a problem i'd like your opinion on i'm a rather rubenesque gentleman my partner has started to refer to my belly fat wobbling as a girthquake do I tell her to sling her hook or not? Oh, that's fucking that's gadget. Really sad. That's gadget. <laughs> you coward, gadget. You coward. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I'm that girlfriend. Jupiter <laughs> storm. A earthquake, really. A earthquake. <laughs> this is also the same night that I said that. I referred to my mouth as both. I said, our bodies are kind of flawed, aren't they? How? Well, because my eat hole is also my talk hole. (laughs) 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 But no, uh, the cat was sat on his belly and I wobbled his belly and the cat kind of lost balance and fell off. And I said, girthquake! Um, He laughed, he laughed, he laughed. Well, clearly I'd not. Say, you, you want, I think you should leave her, mate. <laughs> leave that. That is just out of line. <laughs> Put yourself first. I'd say you've got to have a sense of humour sometimes. And you can't laugh in the moment and then take offence later. That's not fair. <laughs> He's such a git. <laughs> he thought, I know where I'll get her. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, 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 
write in anonymously and embarrass her and that's how I'll get her back. Imagine if it wasn't him though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine if it's somebody else that's had the same <laughs> Please, just a complete stranger. It depends what kind of uh, relationship you've got with her. If she's sort of some, are you some, are you a couple that tend to banter back and forth and play with each other and be silly and have a bit of a laugh. If if nine out of time, nine out of ten times it makes you laugh and that one time it upsets you, just remember that they don't know if you're having that one time that you're not going to find it funny. So just be a little bit more patient with them. But um, I think. You can't you can't go through life without having a decent sense of humor about things. Um, obviously, if it really upsets you, then you have to have a proper conversation with them. Which Gadget has had with me many times, where he says, "Stop pulling my fat," because when I'm talking to him, I'll I'll grab onto the side of his belly and I'll just talk to him with my hands over his muffins, just because I like to talk to him. <laughs> or I insist on when I cuddle him, he has to have his shirt off. I insist on it. Oh, that's <laughs> and cute. Sometimes that's loving. Sometimes I just like to keep my hands busy when we're talking, especially if we're having a serious conversation because I feel very uncomfortable. And if we're having a a serious talk about something, I put my hands over his boobs and I just very gently wobble them ever so slightly. Enough that you wouldn't notice, but enough that I'm focused on wobbling them. And enough now (laughs) we've all got mental images. Yeah. (laughs) Just start like that. Just go like this. I'm going, uh huh. No, I'm imagining you more like a cat making biscuits. Yeah. No, it's not making... No, yeah. no, because he notices that. He notices the squeeze. He doesn't notice the wobble. And then eventually he goes, Stop wobbling my fat! <laughs> <laughs> well, this just asked her got very, very real. Oh, <laughs> You've got to have a sense of humour. <laughs> right, on that note, we are done. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Thank you for all of our listeners. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. And thank you, as always, to my co-hosts. Uh, for our contact information, check out modernescapism.co.uk or check out the show notes. Bye, everyone. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry loves Decker.